from Australia, this is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au. And this edition of National News is for week commencing October 23, 2022 in our 27th year of non-stop news. WIA Working Group is responding to the ACMA's proposed class licensing and high power operations and it appears ACMA don't wish to deal with large numbers of form letter responses to the consultation. Your WIA's Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, tells all. WIA Director Stephen Green, VK2TSG, joins us. And be afraid. Be very afraid. Halloween is almost here. WIA Past Board Member John, VK4JJW, has the gory details. This and more in this edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia. The program, recorded in Brisbane, Olympic City 2032. Yes, built in the East and heard all across Terra Australis and the world. This weekend in the West is Perth Tech, a gathering of VK6 hams. And speaking of VK6, a couple of Westerners, namely Jill Jaco, VK6VY, and Alan, VK6CQ, and isn't that a great call, uh, off to Cocos Keeling Islands, Australia's most westerly tropical possession. A little DXing in store from Tuesday, October 25 until the 1st of November, using the call sign Victor Kilo 9 Charlie Mike, VK9CM. Four operators will make up VK9CM, but they'll also participate in the CQWWSSB contest as VK9C, Victor Kilo 9 Charlie. This is Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, with an update on the WIA's response to the ACMA's latest proposal on amateur radio licensing. You will recall that, in my last bulletin, I explained that the WIA board had engaged a team of highly experienced and well-credentialed active amateurs who had hit the ground running to develop the WIA's response to the ACMA's proposed new licensing regime. In its first meeting via Zoom on Monday 3rd October, the team identified a number of sticking points in the ACMA's proposals. This is going to be a quantum step in the evolution of amateur licensing in Australia, such as we have not seen previously. Hence, it all needs close and careful consideration. A number of issues to improve amateur privileges that the WIA has doggedly pursued over a decade or more are included in the ACMA's proposal. Like Access to the whole 6 metre band for standard licensees, for example. Give that a tick. At the group's latest Zoom meeting, last Tuesday the 18th of October, work on developing answers to the ACMA's numerous questions was continued. In addition, work has begun on comparing the existing licence conditions to the ACMA's Radio Communications Class Licence 2022. Not only that, parallel work is continuing on developing details of the proposed amateur community survey to gather viewpoints and suggestions from individuals, groups and WIA-affiliated clubs. Part of the reason for doing this is that we note the ACMA's stated view that they don't wish to deal with large numbers of form letter responses to the consultation. An exposure draft of the WIA's response to the ACMA is anticipated to be ready in 
early November. Sharpen your keyboards to join the WIA's Radio Amateur Community Survey when it opens online in November. As I said previously, maintain a watch for regular dispatches from the Wallace Institute's working group on the ACMA's licensing proposals. This is Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, for the WIA Working Group responding to the ACMA's proposed class licensing and high-power operations. Hello, this is your WIA Director, Stephen Green, VK2TSG, with three items today. Firstly, I wanted to bring to your attention the clubs and individuals who put time into making the recent Jamboree of the Year, or JOTA, a success. In seeing the preparations made by my own club in the Blue Mountains of Sydney, I know a great deal of work goes on behind the scenes, including prior to the weekend. Therefore, I wanted to express our thanks to all amateur operators and their clubs who were involved, but also their supporters, families and friends for giving up precious time to help introduce radio to young people. I am also looking forward to the upcoming Ham Radio Conference in Tasmania next month, the details of which can be found on the website of the Radio and Electronics Association of Southern Tasmania. This looks to be an event that caters for so many facets of radio, with some very interesting talks planned. For myself, I'm particularly interested in the opportunity to learn from the experiences of other groups and clubs that will be present, and how we can share this with all affiliated groups. Lastly, a number of clubs have implemented some terrific programs to encourage people to get on air more often. I hear terms such as radioactive, 23 on 23 for the 23 centimeter band, and so on. As a community, we need to look at this situation further. Increasing the use of the bands helps provide evidence that our continued use of the frequencies is justified and helps us achieve our aims of communication, technical education, experimenting, and so forth. How about considering calling on and off your local repeater or call frequency when travelling? Let people know that you're about and consider taking radio with you when you're travelling or commuting. It doesn't mean that you have to be talking the whole time or having lengthy conversations, as even a little increase in activity helps us and lets newcomers know that others are out there. Until next time, 73s from Stephen, VK2TSG. From Australia, this is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. Available on RF and on demand 24-7 from the wia.org.au website. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, RAC, Southgate AR Club, ARRL, NZART, EHAM, Amateur Radio Newsline and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm John VK4JJW. The International Telecommunications Union has announced that the 2023 World Radio Communication Conference, WRC23, will be held from November 20th through December 15th in Dubai, United Arab Emirates. WRCs are held every three to four years, at which time delegates from around the world review and, as needed, revise the ITU radio regulations – which provide an international framework for regulation of the RF spectrum and the orbits of communication satellites. The radio regulations include the basic structure of the amateur radio service, including frequency allocations and license requirements. National radio societies and the International Amateur Radio Union, the IARU, are always involved in pre-conference deliberations and send observers to the conferences. Speaking of the IARU... 
IARU President Keynote Address at the RSGB 2022 Convention. The keynote presentation by IARU President Tim Ellum, King's Council, and HAMOP VE6SH-G4HUA was very thought-provoking. In it, he highlighted threats to amateur radio as well as the importance of embracing modern techniques, whilst also being willing to adapt and change. The Society has released on its YouTube channel a standalone recording of Tim's presentation, combined with his interesting convention chat with the RSGB and IRTS presidents. An amateur radio operator is set to be ordered to remove several alien and intrusive antennae from the walls of a terraced home in the UK, Essex, Shoebury. Planning experts claim seven antennae will need to be taken down from a building because they're out of character with the area. According to the Radio Society of Great Britain, most antennae need planning permission unless they're considered permitted development such as TV antennae and ground-mounted antennae up to three metres in height, although some local councils allow more. Region 2. Bouncing a signal off the moon. Learning more about a mysterious polar light. Sending a beam to Jupiter. These are just some of the 13 experiments for a packed 10 days of science at the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program. The University of Alaska Fairbanks operates the facility, and the number of experiments is the highest so far under a five-year $9.3 million U.S. grant awarded last year by the National Science Foundation to establish the Suborauroral Geophysical Observatory at HAARP. Among the experiments is the Moon Bounce, a joint operation of the JPL, Owens Valley Radio Observatory in California, and the University of New Mexico Long Wavelength Array. The purpose is to test the coordination of the three facilities for the eventual study of near-Earth asteroids, especially those that can be a hazard to Earth. The Jupiter experiment, run by Johns Hopkins Applied Physics Laboratory, aims to prove a method of observing planetary ionospheres by using Earth-based radio transmitters. The experiment will send a beam to Jupiter and bounce it off the giant planet's ionosphere with the hope that it will be received at the New Mexico site. Jupiter is currently about 374 million miles from Earth, and this experiment will stretch the transmitting ability of HAARP, which can produce up to 3.6 megawatts of power, to the fullest. It will also test the receiving ability of the New Mexico site, which consists of 512 antennas. Now, I couldn't leave today without a look at something weird and wonderful. Horrors! Zombies seeking QSOs with CW Ops! As so many of its enthusiasts will tell you, CW is not, most definitely not, dead. At this time of the year, however, with Halloween just around the corner, CW does have a tendency to become a little zombified, as we saw in a recent amateur radio newsline edition. You don't need to go trick-or-treating as Samuel F. B. Morse to become a CW zombie. On the night of Friday, October 28th, just turn your power to 5 watts or less... And you too can participate in a QRP activity that's been haunting hams for 25 years. The Zombie Shuffle. The zombies and their keys rise from the grave at 4pm local time and continue until the witching hour of midnight in the hope of using 15 and 20 metres before nightfall spirits the good conditions away. Now, because this is radio... Wearing a costume won't help you very much, but organisers encourage operators to adopt an alias for the night. Last year's ops reported working 
Chucky, Boris, Elvira, Lazarus, and even Igor. Details can be found in the event link that appears in the text version of this week's WIA National News on wia.org.au. Now, fellow creatures of the night, please remember to shuffle. Zombies do not like to go fast. Call CQ Boo! And let's hope the bands won't be, wait for it, dead. I'm John VK4JJW. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In southwest Western Australia, it can be heard on 160 metres on 1845 kHz at 0600 local time during summer and 0700 local time during winter. I'm Phil, VK6 Golf X-Ray in Kijikana. Now, operational news with Felix, VK4FUQ. Hello there. Let's start off the news with results of August and Lara contest. This is Maria Simmons, VK5MAZ, contest manager for Alara. We had the 42nd Alara contest, which was held on the 27th and 28th of August. It was a successful competition with 42 entrants, and the final awards were top scoring Australian YL was Linda Luther, VK7QP, top scoring foundation licensed Alara member, YL. VK7AKT Eagles, top score YL overall and top score YL phone only was Linda Luther, VK7QP, top score YL CW only was Lynn Battle, VK4SWE, and top score YL Echo Link only, YL VK7 AKT, the Eagles, and top score VKYL Foundation licence holder YL VK7 AKT, the Eagles. Contest to come, 2022. The QRP hours contest is today, Sunday, October 23, only on 40 metres. The aim of the contest is to make as many contacts in a one hour period using a choice of mode, with one hour dedicated to CW and FT4 followed by one hour of SSB. Time for CW and FT4 is 0400 hours to 0459 hours UTC, with the CW segment on 7010 to 7040, and FT4 on 7040 to 7060, with a suggested USB dial frequency of 7047.5. SSB. 0500 hours UTC to 0559 hours UTC. Try 7060-7170. The contest is open to all amateur radio operators. This contest gives you a chance to test your QRP operating skills, your QRP equipment and to meet other QRP operators in a fun and challenging way. A week from now we'll see the SSB leg of the CQ Worldwide Contest. Expect a lot of activity in the contest segments from top end through to 10 metres during this gruelling 48-hour shouting duel. The SSB leg is on October the 29th and 30th. The CW leg is on the weekend of November 26th and 27th. DX window and my four in play this week are 1. FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 
special event stations. QIRS has announced special event stations for World Cup Qatar, commenced last Tuesday, October 18, and stays on air till QRT December on all HF bands and QO100 satellite floor modes. A722FWC, headquarters of the QARS, and the fan zones at Doha, Cornish. Eight different stations to be known as World Cup stadiums, but the stadium our soccer is are playing in, El Janorp Stadium, has not got a ham station scheduled. 2. France calling the BBC. Michelle, F8, GGZ, and other operators have activated TM100 BBC until tomorrow, Monday the 24th of October, to commemorate the 100th anniversary of the BBC. Activity has been all modes, including EME, DMR and C4FM, QSL via F8, GGZ, Direct or Bureau. 3. PB60, Cuba. Although the special event station suffix is Cuba, it is from the Netherlands. Michelle, P1MR will activate PB60CUBA to commemorate the 60th anniversary of the Cuban Missile Crisis during the Cold War, 1946-1990, this weekend. PB60 Cuba is based in the command post of the Dutch Civil Defence. QSL via P1MR. 4. PFO1 Max. Until the 20th of November has been running over the Grand Prix weekends of this year's FIA Formula 1 World Championship. Sunday 30th is next event. The race will be then Mexico City Grand Prix, which takes place at Autodromo Hermandos Rodriguez in Mexico City. For PFO1 Max, UQSL via PC2F, either direct, via the Bureau, Logbook of the World, or EQSL. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. Who listens to radio? I'm Matthew, VK2YAP. This is VK4 Golf Romeo Bravo, Gary at Fairyland. This is Linda, VK7QP. Peter, VK8ZZ. This is Mark, VK4DMH. I'm Alec, VK2APC. John, 5DJ. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with Bruce, VK3FFF. And a very good day to you. Worldwide special interest groups, ATV, Ham TV to return to the ISS. AMSAT has announced the HAM TV unit for the ISS is repaired and on the way to Houston for testing. The flight date depended on testing. The Aris HAM TV transmitter is capable of downlinking DVBS digital video of Aris contacts and other activities on board the ISS to amateur ground stations in the 2.3 GHz amateur band. 
More information can be found at the link in Australia's trusted news service, your WIA National News This Week. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, CW. CW Ops is a worldwide organisation of CW enthusiasts with over 3,000 members who strive to promote and encourage the use of CW. A yearly award recognises individuals, groups and organisations that have made the greatest contribution or contributions towards advancing the art or practice of radio communication by Morse code. The 2022 winners of the CW Ops Award for Advancing the Art of CW are Kurt Zogelman, AD0WE, Long Island CW Club, and Neil Sanderson, ZL1NZ. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Progress for Ireland's first satellite. Another success has been scored by Ireland's first satellite, which is moving forward through development and testing to its eventual launch. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, reports. The team developing AirSat-1, Ireland's first satellite, has returned from Belgium, where the project underwent rigorous testing at the CubeSat support facility. ESA administrators have said in the past that they view the project as a way to grow a new generation of space scientists and engineers to nurture a space programme for Ireland. The satellite is tentatively scheduled for a launch from an ESA base in French Guiana by early 2023. Satellite AO27's timer has drifted enough to be workable for a few minutes from the northern United States, Canada and much of Europe. For our listeners in those areas, give it a listen. This timer drift of AO27 has allowed a new distance record to be set on the satellite. Joe Worth, KE9AJ, at a SOTA summit in Wisconsin in the upper Midwestern United States, worked Nick Garbutt, M1DDDP, in IO83RU on October the 5th. The satellite was at 59 degrees north during the QSO. And remember, a distance record on this satellite is greatly complicated by the 3.5 minutes the satellite is activated on each orbit. Worldwide Special Interest Group's IOTA. The 2023 Sable Island CY0SD Expedition Team has announced a very generous offer from an anonymous but well-known DXer and de-expeditioner. This DXer has offered to match any donations to the CY0S de-expedition from this point forward until arrival on the island March 20th, 2023. For example, if you were to contribute US dollars to the de-expedition, this will then be matched, making a total of US dollars Again, NA063Sable is set to air March 20th, 2023. AF002 ZD7CA from St Helena Island, AF022, is set for between November 5th and 26th on 40, 20, 17, 15 and 10 metres using SSB, PSK31, RITI and WISPA. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Radio Scouting. For this segment, it's to VK2APC. Thank you, Bruce. VK4CNQ. 
Nick Quigley, OAM, sent us a Jota rap from Chinchilla in VK4. There were 120 scouts, cubs, and joeys, and 30 leaders plus helpers that gathered the polo grounds. Saturday, there were three bases, canoeing on the river at one, others with defibrillators and CPR and also communications. It was quite a cool morning at the river, but it didn't worry the kids. VK4CNQ set up the Morse Station and Battleship Command Station. Every child and some leaders learned how to key out their first name and were rewarded with a participation certificate. When they got back to the polo grounds, the buzz was who and had a certificate and who didn't. Battleships on UHF handhelds on Channel 13 and 14, and in pairs they tried to sink the ships. Nick had his CB on both channels so he could hear what was going on. The next day, Sunday, back at the Polo Cross Field, Morse code and some small electromagnetics and winding wire around a nail and had some for the kids to make their own. The target was to see how many paper clips they could pick up. Using a biro casing, they made a solenoid and used a straight paper clip so when the power was applied, the paper clip was sucked in. For VK1 WIA National News, I am Alec, VK2 APC in Sydney. Now back over to you, Bruce. So, all in all, it seems they had an amazing and rewarding weekend. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Rescue Radio. Florida Amateur Radio Operators Activate for Hurricane Ian. The ARRL say as Hurricane Ian was making its way to Tampa, Florida in late September, the Sheriff's Tactical Amateur Radio Communications, Stark, W4HSO, was preparing for activation. ARRL member Tony D'Angelo, N2MFT, said Stark was activated Monday, September 26th and continued operations through Thursday, September 29th, 2022 with amateur radio equipment in five of the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office locations as well as a Homeland Security Office. It's a great working arrangement with all of the equipment provided for us, said K3MFT. Our volunteers staff those locations and the remainder work from their homes. Over the course of the four-day activation, 16 Stark volunteers worked 24 hours a day, passing information for aid and assistance through the Sheriff's Office using Web EOC, a web-based emergency management information system. D'Angelo emphasised that Stark is not a club but a service organisation. Volunteers are required to undergo an extensive background investigation, including fingerprinting. Stark volunteers are civilians and employees of various Hillsborough County government agencies, Verizon, Tampa Electric, St Joseph's Hospital, Tampa Police Department and other public and private agencies. And closer to home, the members of the North East Victoria Amateur Radio Club have opened their flood initiative again to help those fellow amateurs in need. Joining me is Frank, VK2BFC, Club Secretary. When flood waters rise, we rise up as a ham community. A pool of $2,000 is available for amateurs in the flood-affected areas, particularly Shepparton and Echuca, in the form of 20 $100 e-gift cards. These cards are for the amateur and their family that may have been affected by the floods to buy any needed items, be it a bit of food, down to a dry pair of socks. 
please see our policy document on the website at nevarc.org.au slash flood hyphen recovery. That's nevarc.org.au slash flood hyphen recovery for more information. This is Frank, VK2BFC Club Secretary for the Northeast Victoria Amateur Radio Club. Thanks, Frank. And that brings us to the close of Worldwide Special Interest Groups and very close to the close of this week's WIA News. I'm Bruce, VK3 Triple F from a rather wet Bendigo. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au And just like that, here we are, the end of WIA National News. If you'd like to submit news items for possible inclusion in the WIA broadcasts, please email your item in text to nationalnews at wia.org.au and don't just send URLs, links or posters, etc. Take the time to pen your contribution the way you'd like to hear it. Now, to submit audio, also you can email that to nationalnews at wia.org.au and send both the audio and the text. We would appreciate items certainly no longer than one and a half minutes in length as we only have half an hour. Now remember, the sooner you submit material, the more the likelihood of it being broadcast in the very next edition of WIA National News, which you'll hear again next week here on your favourite outlet. I'm Graham, VK4 Baker Baker. From Australia, this has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.